Hey, uh, welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, you have tuned in to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 episode. Uh, what a great episode. We have producer Phil on. We have Jared Chester on. We have all the greatest ingredients that go into the delicious pizza pie that is the Horror Movie Podcast. And then we put it in the oven. And when it comes out, you get Turtles 3. And then you go, oh. But luckily... We power through it. We talk a lot about turtles on this episode. And uh, what a great topic. Honestly, Turtles, a great franchise. Uh, the first first movie, for sure, on the original one was good. The second one, Secret of the Ooze, is up for debate. This one, folks, man, that, that pizza has turned. Um, the new, the two new movies that uh, you know, the one that came out in 2014, and then the the newest one that's getting ready to come out, they don't look too bad, and uh, they've got some good actors in them and stuff, um, and then the video games were great. So really, it's a great franchise. It's just that T3, if you will, ooh, not so good. Um, I guess TMNT3. Um, we are going to be at the uh, Planet Comic Con in Kansas City tomorrow. Uh, May 21st, 2.30 to 3.30, we are hosting a panel. Um, we are talking about Fantastic Four, the new Fantastic Four movie. Um, this same, po- this same Planet Comic Con that Stan Lee uh, is at, uh, Haley Atwell, recently uh, canceled uh, Agent Carter. Agent, Can- Agent Carter not coming back. Uh, come on, Hulu. Come on, Netflix. Pick it up. But she will be there. Uh, what's uh, Panna Baker is going to be there uh, from uh, Flash. She will be there. Um, who else? George Sakai. We said Stan Lee will be there. Many other people. Uh, Alan Tudyk is going to be there uh, from Firefly. And just a lot of people. And guess what? Most importantly, the Horror Movie Podcast is going to be there. And it's going to be great. So come on out. Uh, come to our panel. Uh, download us at iTunes. Uh, that's a great place to download us, rate us, review us, and then uh, that will help us move up some charts. Uh, also, uh, go to Google Play. We're on there. Uh, you can also get revolverpodcast.com. And uh, we have a Facebook. Make sure you go like our page and follow us on Twitter at One Horrible Movie. Without further ado, oh, also go to thehorribmoviepodcast.com. Um, that site, you can buy shirts on there. You can... Uh, see where to get signed up for a free drawing we're going to do some free stuff at planet comic-con uh and check it out also um yeah without further ado here's the greatest episode of the podcast we've ever done that featured a turtles movie right now on the horror movie podcast a one two three four turtle power Okay, so uh, guys, welcome. Uh, we have uh, Phil, producer Phil. We have uh, Jared, Orange Tie Chester, uh, and hi Jack. Why? That was Jared. Jared, yeah. say hi. Hi Jack. Phil, hi. It's good to be back. You're, you know, it's like you guys have never left. Um, I'll tell you what's awesome about. Uh, this episode is the fact that there was a little bit of a debate when we were talking about which one of these movies to do. Um, Phil, you initially said Turtles 3. I countered back with, well, let's do Secret of the Ooze. And then Jared even chimed in I later like, and said he liked Secret of the Ooze. I enjoyed it. Well, I, I was eight when it came out. Yeah, I, I don't know if it holds up or not. I haven't watched it. So, I mean, since since initially, but we settled on Turtles Three, and while it is horrible, I'm afraid it was so horrible that it was like nonsensical. It doesn't. It the plot is. I mean, it, I, to say the plot is thin is to say that uh, you know the Mississippi is a creek. Well, you know, somewhere it's, it's a, a lie. Freak. It's horrible. 
What's that? Somewhere the Mississippi is a creek. Maybe the front end of it, but it, it comes out of something else. I don't know. Anyway, this isn't, this isn't geography class, Jerry. Well, okay. we are in Japan for this episode. We are in Japan. We're, going, we're actually brought to you uh, live from Japan. We're in Osaka, Japan um, at the Osaka Comic Con. Um, and luckily, Casey Jones is here from the movie. And uh, that's actually another fictitious lie. We are here in the Horrible Movie Podcast Studios, and we are bringing you Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Um, catchphrase from the uh, poster. I'm going to read this to you. Ancient Japan. It says, Ancient Japan 1593. Oh, no. Which the movie starts out in 1603. <laughs> does, does it really say that? Yes. That's the very first scene is, is Japan, 1603. 1603. Oh, and man. the poster says, ancient Japan, 1593, without a map, without a clue, without a pizza. Without a clue is definitely true. Yeah, there's some holes here. Turtles are back and in time. That's what the poster says. Um, I love it. My gosh, I love it. So... Do you uh, think they were trying to capitalize on some of that Back to the Future fame or something? It's very tail end of the... Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, With this the time mo- travel? Yeah, I mean, uh, the third movie, Back to the Future 3, would have come out around this time, right? Yeah. So... Robocop, uh, Terminator, uh, like, there's a lot of time travel. Sci-fi type, you know, scenarios. Um, there's time travel in Robocop? Well, it's about the future. I don't... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Just Time-based, I guess. So, <laughs> really, Turtles 3, folks. Turtles 3. Um, let's start out and go ahead and go over some deets. Time for some deets. All right. Uh, directed by Stuart Gillard. The only other thing Stuart directed was a movie called Rocket Man. And I'm going to say that, and you're going to think, oh, Rocketeer. No, no, no. Oh. Rocket Man with a little-known comic in it. I can't remember the guy's name. It's like a... He's not Jamie Kennedy, but he reminded me a little bit of Jamie Kennedy. Really stupid comedian. Uh, produced by David Chan, no other credits. Kim Dawson, no other credits. And Thomas K. Gray, no other credits. Written by, of course, Stuart Gillard. Good job, Stuart. Um, based on Kevin Eastman's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Kevin Eastman probably had nothing to do with this movie. Starring... Uh, Elias Cortez, who's Casey Jones. Paige Turco, who took over for April O'Neil in the second Turtles movie. Uh, Vivian Wu. Woo, woo, woo. Sa- Sab <laughs> Shimono. Come on, let's go, go. Rickshaw Rally, Racing for the Sun. And Stuart Wilson. Uh, music by John Duprez, who there's, a, there are three, well, there's only really one kind of soundtracky song in it, and then the rest is kind of orchestral type stuff but not good um <laughs> cinematography by david gerfinkel not garfunkel <laughs> gerfinkel uh i'm not gonna go to edit it that's it uh distributed by new line who did all the other turtles movies as well um release date was march 19th 1993 uh running times 96 minutes uh budget 21 million pizzas box office <laughs> 42.2 million pizzas. So it made some money, but it was a uh, not not a huge one. Uh, some voice actors, because they don't credit those as main actors, even though it's hilarious, because <laughs> they do all talking. Uh, Brian Tochi as uh, Leonardo. Robbie Rist. Uh, break it down. Robbie Rist. Uh, Michelangelo. Uh, Corey Feldman making a reappearance as Donatello. And Tim Kelleher as Raphael. Um, okay. So, with that said, now it's time for 30-second synopsis. <laughs> I, I have this feeling, the air, the air around me right now, I feel like no one wants to try to even tackle this 30-second synopsis. I think Phil should do it. I can, as I can, as we were watching I can do it, it in 15. That's How about what he this? said. 15. <laughs> can you beat 15? <laughs> I absolutely can't. Okay, so Phil, <laughs> just for this very special, a very special episode of Blossom, a uh, very special Turtles 3 episode. Um, 15 second synopsis because there's literally nothing in the plot. There's a clock up there. I'm going to start the Timex. Ready? 15 seconds and go. 
Uh, April goes back in time. The turtles have to go back in time to save her, and they save a whole bunch of people in the process and then bring her back into the present day. 9.5 seconds. <laughs> okay, okay, no, that's, I, I, I that's can beat that. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We have time for <laughs> go this. Go for it. Let's see. Hold on. Jared, now we're going to do uh, this is a first on the Horror Movie Podcast. <laughs> Dual 30 second synopsis. A synopsis Only, battle. Only now, Jared has said he can beat 9.5 seconds. Ready and go. There's turtles. They go back in time. That's it. Oh, see. That's it. There's no plot That's to it. Four seconds. So horrible. It's horrible. Phil wins. All right. It's okay. Good try, though. That was, was funny, know. though. Does add uh, the comedic you know, quality of this episode. All right. So <laughs> now it's time to talk about the greatest movie ever produced by Hollywood. Turtles 3. Turtles in Time. Before we do that, uh, we talked about the Turtles in Time video game. And you liked it, Phil. Oh, that's a great game. Yeah, they actually ported it to Super Nintendo, which is probably the first time that I completed the game. Um, but I played it in arcades even before that, before it was ported to home consoles. And you liked it better than the original uh, arcade game? What's the, what's the original one? Uh, they're just going through the streets of New York. And they're and they're going through some buildings. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. they have to fight that one little robot thing that has the little whip thing. Yes. Um, you do fight Krang on that one as well. You, you fight Bebop and Bebop and Yeah, yeah. I remember it now. I I remember the Turtles in Time game more than that one, just because I like the Turtles in Time one one was the only one that we had at home, and I don't know. You probably could. I don't know. Maybe you could get the original arcade game also at home, but no, I know I played it on on okay. Super Nintendo as well. I but, played yeah. it at Walmart. I did play at Walmart. Um, I played it. I said this already. Um, Whitewater in Branson had uh, used to have an arcade in one of the little t- what's now like one of the T-shirt hut kind of areas, um, and they had Turtles, the original one, and that the the way that those games were programmed, it was similar to the X Men game. Yeah. There's one other one that it was a lot like, and you're going to say Double Dragon, but Double Dragon's not not by the same people. There's one other one. There's a lot of games that it kind of are in the side scrolling, but you can go up and down, yes. kind of uh, beat them up. It gives a three dimensional. Yeah, it's a fi- yeah, final fight. Is yes, kind of like that. final fight is a lot like yeah. that. Yeah, that was good, man. Yeah, final fight was really good. Hagar was on it. All right. <laughs> also, the Batman Returns game oh, for really? Super Nintendo, which also came out around the same time. Really? So I think they just kind of modded all of them for the same. Yeah, game. they they're all the same game, which is different. <laughs> or is it just reskin? Or is it called yeah. porting? You're porting all of those for the skinning. What's, skinning, maybe. Yeah, porting is when you go from one console to another. Okay, well, this would be in the Welcome same. Welcome to the uh, horrible video game podcast. No, that's our spinoff podcast. You guys are going to host. Um, <laughs> okay, so we. Open up, contrary to what the poster says, we open up in feudal <laughs> Japan, 1603. Um, uh, young man, uh, is, uh, not young man the bomber from the previous episode, <laughs> but um, a young man is running through the, or is riding a horse through the woods, followed by four uh, samurais. And uh, the samurais eventually capture him. Turns out the guy was named Kinsh- Kinshin, and Kinshin... I'm not trying to say kitchen, by the way, folks. I can say kitchen. <laughs> Kenshin is a prince uh, running away from his uh, diabolical father. Uh, then we go to present day, 1993, to uh, the turtles dancing to what turned out to be a ZZ Top song. I thought it was a fake song that's supposed to sound like ZZ Top. So I'm going to call it a B-side ZZ Top song. They're dancing. We realized when we were all watching this, these turtles and their 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 mouths and the functionality of the suits these people are wearing, it's worse than the previous two movies. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I, like their mask had more expression in the eyes than before, and it was just comically cartoonish. Yes, is what I thought. Well, I think Jack kind of nailed it while we were watching it. He said something like um, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, and it, it was. <laughs> The mouths on these things—they don't even match up. You could, you it's could like almost, the Chuck E. Cheese band. Yeah, I agree with Jared that they're more animated, but the eyes. Um, are. Yeah, the eyes are, but the, and their mouth could make different shapes, but in a like you could almost see the metal in their face, like it oh, was just like oh. very mechanical. Yeah, yeah. It, it was almost like there was a hand inside doing puppet moves with the mouth. Oh, it's really bad. They switched, <laughs> and one thing I read that they switched from Jim Henson's what's it? What's his creature shop thing? 
Oh, I looked it up. What's I it called? They switched from that to this, I don't know, all creatures big and tall uh, animatronics are us shop. You think that was a budget decision? Or? I, yeah, I mean, Jim Henson probably cost top dollar to do. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they went with the All Effects Company as opposed to Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Gotcha. Yeah. He would have been better off going with Jim Henson's Muppet Babies for this one. <laughs> uh, it would have been a better uh, a better mix. Turtle Babies. Make our dreams come true. <laughs> okay, so, um, Phil, you said this too. Uh, you had said that Splinter uh, looks like a shag carpet. I put a <laughs> dusty shag carpet with eyes. <laughs> and I also put it. He says, Splinter is a dusty shed carpet with eyes wearing a kimono. Yes. That, is that accurate? He, he looks worse than the previous film. How is this possible? Yeah. The budget older, was really cut on him. Like, he stayed in that, he was in that window the whole time. Oh, like, he never moved oh, from yeah. that window. I didn't think about that. Oh, you like never a, see his full body, oh, do you? No. But it was an abandoned car that he was in, Just and when he was frustrated with the turtles, he just closed his window and... <laughs> He's he's in so along with we'll talk yeah. we'll get to Casey Jones here in a second but he and Casey Jones are in this movie for six minutes but the maybe. actor that plays Casey Jones Elias well yeah true. or whatever his name he is he's up. in it a lot yeah um so the turtles are dancing April shows up with stuff she bought from a flea market Raph throws his temper turtle tantrum turtle tantrum I just I don't want to be in the sewers anymore I want to go up above and, and, and let people know me. <laughs> Anyway. That's what he says. He does, and he throws a fit, and Raphael's mad. Um, Michelangelo gets an old lamp. Uh, he puts a... Of course. Puts a lampshade on his head and impersonates <laughs> Elvis Presley. Donatello is given a broken radio to fix. Thanks, April, for this broken radio. He's pumped about the tubes. It's an old... Yeah, yeah, it's an old one. Leonardo is given a book on, of course, swords. And Raphael was going to get a fedora, because that's what... Raphael does. I'm thinking about how much darker those first, the first, even the first Turtles movie was in this one. This was very kiddish, like very little kid. Yeah, and it, I mean, I, I was going to say this for the end, but it's the whole time we were watching the movie, I was like, who is this movie for? Because this movie came out almost 10 years after the original television show, which, you know, at the, the copyright at the end is 1984, which I think that's when the show started around there. So you're talking about the people, you know, let's say you're eight years old when you, when the, the show was right in your wheelhouse, oh, yeah. you started watching it when you were eight and then 10, almost 10 years later, this movie comes out, you're 17 years old. I just don't think that this movie's for you <laughs> at that point. Like, I, I don't know who the movie was for at that, at that point. Cause did it was nine guys, years later. Did you guys see this in theater? Uh, I saw the your kids? first one in theater. I, I know for sure that I did. Really? Yeah. And I, I have a secret that I haven't told you guys. Is it oh, a no. Secret of the ooze? Or? No. Okay. okay, so I I didn't realize this. I, I didn't remember this until we were watching the film. Believe it or not, and I'm not lying, you guys, <laughs> guys got to trust me on this one. You can call, call my mom in Nashville, Tennessee, if you want to know for sure. But um, I, when we were on vacation, we went. I grew up in California. When we were on vacation to Oregon one summer, uh, we saw them film a scene from this movie live like from this one from this movie wow. yeah so that this this movie was filmed on uh, on location in astoria oregon wow just kind of r- right by the coastline in oregon yeah, that's right where goonies is based out of too oh is it yeah. okay <laughs> we were up there for v- vacation one summer and Cup. we had seen the first couple of movies cool. um and we were very excited to see the third movie obviously but as kids but uh we saw them we we were in town for, like getting some groceries or something like that i think we were camping on that vacation if i remember correctly it was a road trip vacation for our family and one of the like cashiers or somebody said yeah hey you know <laughs> little tidbit whatever they're filming the next turtles movie down the road and, and it your was, eyes just went yeah cow, like, like, like one of the turtles and it was down yeah. down the hallway or down the highway just off the highway so i remember this part clearly my <clears throat> my dad pulled over to the side of the road and we were perched up on this um this kind of like overlook over this valley and they were filming like a samurai like fighting scene one of the fighting scenes in the movie we saw from a distance they obviously wouldn't let us enter nice. the area because it was all blocked off and stuff like that for the filming crew uh, but we actually saw them fr- from a, a, a pretty far distance shoot one of the scenes from the movie with so, turtles in it uh the, t- the turtles were on set they were not in this particular scene that we were watching oh, you didn't get but to they, see were, the they were they were behind the camera leonardo yeah. resuscitating 
<clears throat> yeah. And so it, I wonder if we could zoom in on like a Blu-ray scene and see and you standing in the, in the background. background. Yeah. <laughs> There's Phil. In you and your car in the teenage, background of this teenage ancient Phil. Japanese movie. So yeah, <laughs> all that to say that's I know for sure we saw this in theaters when it first released because we were excited to see oh. the stuff that we had you seen. You saw it filming. live. Yeah. You saw the live yeah. turtles. That's that's one of my few claim to fames of being on set. <laughs> Pretty we good. were on set, on set. Better than me. I, yeah. I've got no uh, crazy. turtle stories to go with. Vanilla Ice. This, is my this movie did not live up to expectations, unfortunately. No. no. Vanilla Ice is my uncle. I don't know if I told you that. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, he's, yeah. he's uh, my uncle. All right, so um, <laughs> one up. We're one upping. Yeah, you have to one up me one. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is my dad. Oh, <laughs> this is weird. Hey, cuz. What, cousin? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so back to the movie, the greatest movie ever. Splinter is given an ancient Japanese scepter. So we have um, Michelangelo, an old lamp, thanks. Uh, Donatello, a radio. Leonardo, a sword. Raphael, a hat. And Splinter, an ancient Japanese scepter. Out of all these gifts, the only one that even matters is the scepter. <laughs> um, and later on, we'll find out why. Back to the past. Kenshin, is, uh, uh, his dad is mad at him. Uh, that's his dad. His name is Lord Norinaga, um, and he is disgraced. Kenshin has disgraced his family name. Kenshin uh, is mad at his father because his father is always wanting to go to war with people, and we really, folks, don't really learn why he wants to burn villages. <laughs> uh, and he dad seems to have a heart of gold, really, um, and he actually owns gold too. But uh, but and there's. And in the end, there's a little bit of redemption, but there's not even redemption because this movie's so stupid. Um, they're arguing, and it's interrupted by an English trader, as the credits say, Walker. <laughs> Texas Ranger. Just Walker. <laughs> Texas is not a state yet. It's owned by Mexico at this point. So we're just going to go Walker, English trader. <laughs> nice. Um, Walker, English Trebek. trader. Uh, he comes to supply Norinaga with uh, guns, which... We were kind of blown away that there were guns in the 1600s, but that's actually factual. Um, there were. I mean, when was the last samurai? Uh, I don't know. Like when did that take place? I feel like I feel like that film was actually filmed in like 2010. That's how oh. you know behind the well. I don't think that's the question he was asking. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I think it was a, it actually happened uh, in 2010. Oh, All, okay. That historical that fact actually wow. happened. Yeah, the, it's a uh, isolated island in Japan. Mm, yeah. Um, they still think sounds sounds accurate. They still think it's feudal feudal fifteen ninety three like this movie thinks, even though it's sixteen oh three. All right, I digress. Okay, so uh, the trader Walker English trader shows up, uh, and Kenshin is mad at his dad because he's going to buy firearms off of Walker English trader. Um, there, the son Kenshin finds the scepter, the same scepter that Splinter has. He grabs it, he reads the inscription, and it says, Open wide the gates of time. And then the little spinny roo starts to spin in there. And um, he is wearing a kimono. April O'Neil in 1993 is wearing a leather jacket like Fonzie, a white t shirt, <laughs> and blue jeans. And she's also holding the scepter. It begins to glow, and she's electrified, and she travels in time. She not awakens, but looks around and she's wearing a kimono in the middle of. How did she get in the middle of Kenshin's court or uh, Orinago, Norinago's court? Because the sun was like in his room or something. Anyway, she he I, showed she showed up right in front of all those people. Kenshin when he no was they in, they bust in on her like a couple seconds oh, later because they heard the noise. No. And then so then Kenshin is wearing a leather jacket uh, <laughs> in the future. Mikey looks over. I, I wrote this line down. He said. Uh, how'd you fit in April's pants? Yeah, exactly. It's like this. This movie has so many stupid references to other movies, and then that, like, not a whole lot of innuendo, but that was enough for you. It's like, what's your market on this, and why would you say that? It was so stupid. Uh, Kenshin is highly distressed and calls the turtles Kappa, K A P P A, which we find out later means demon in uh, in Japanese. I'm assuming. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the turtles decide. Look, April's lost in time. We need to go back in time. 
Donatello, not really, I mean, apparently knowing more about the story than we do, uh, does some calculations. Not sure how. He analyzes the uh, uh, scepter, not sure how, with 1993 technology on an old crappy uh, Macintosh <laughs> computer. 64. Not sure how. Uh, but he calculates that within 60 hours, the scepter's power will disappear due to, drumroll please, space-time continuum. The yeah. space-time continuum being out of sync. He, he makes up a lot of words. In makes the sense. Makes, this makes total sense. Yeah. Um, the uh, Japanese guy standing there gets it quicker than the other turtles, and Donatello says, oh, I guess your school system is better. <laughs> I don't Something oh like that. Gosh. Like, I don't know what that was a reference to. I was just like, what? Uh, Asians must be smart, I guess. I, I, I was trying not to go the racist route, but I, I didn't know how, to, they went how there. else to do it. They went yeah. there. Um, so then we, um, the uh, turtles are going to go in time, uh, they then bring in uh, Casey Jones, brought back, and we figured out, we found out he wasn't in the second movie. I guess I didn't realize he wasn't in the second movie. And it's the actual actor. It's the same guy, Elias mm-hmm. Norcus, Norcus or whatever his name is. And he, um, he's there, and he, uh, they, they trade places, and uh, who appears in the future? Uh, some Japanese armed, uh, armed guard-type characters for Naranaga, and the turtles replace them on the battlefield. And they're all holding the sa- the scepter. So somehow in the past, the guards must have been holding the scepter. This doesn't all sync up. Uh, there's, it's, not very, it's not very Inception-like. Inception, <laughs> uh, when they travel into dreams, there's a very logical you know, thought process. <laughs> Maybe it's just ritual where they four priests have to go touch the scepter every morning at 6 o'clock when the sun rises. But they, but they morph into... These guards, they're not even priests. They're guards. Well, we find out in a few minutes that the dad sent that family heirloom into battle so that they could be empowered and oh. beat the villagers. There you go. Yeah. Hilariously beat the villagers. <laughs> yeah, and, so, they're, and they're on horseback, so when yep. the turtles take their place, they find themselves riding horses they're, all of a sudden. They're on horseback. Uh, Michelangelo, of course, com- uh, comic genius, is riding backwards. Uh, he's carrying the scepter. Uh, he rides, ends up riding into the woods uh, and gets. Uh, he ends up riding the horse backwards into the woods. The other guys fight the battle, and uh, then uh, Michelangelo is knocked Which, off of the horse by Mit, Mitsu. 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 When he falls off the horse, his helmet goes down over his eyes and says <laughs> a line that is so typical of this movie. He says, Whoa, who turned out the lights? Oh. Yeah. But there's so many lines like that. I wrote down like 12 more lines yeah. that all. But you got to expect that later. from the turtles, though. I mean, through the first and second movie, every fight scene is filled with crazy antics, but these just. Uh, they're, they're all groaners in this one. Yeah. That. Uh, well, I mean, we'll get to this later, I guess, Jack. But um, I wrote down, and I think Jerry was writing down some of them too. But I wrote down a whole bunch of like the referential stuff. The half—I felt like half of the lines that they were the little one-liners that they would little, little quips yeah. that they would throw out while they're fighting or whatever, just trying to deliver a punchline, are just references to other movies, mm-hmm. like other movies that I would have much rather have seen. There's a good list on IMDb of connections you can. You can scroll through there and see go. all the different references to, to movies they make. It's so bad. That's really lame. Um, April is accused of being a witch, by the way. I think I skipped past this part. Um, and Walker, English trader, um, he sees through the ruse because April's trying to use that credibility to get out of the situation. She has a Walkman, and it <laughs> starts turning on uh, some, some song. And it's actually an actual song. Not a dance. Kind of that Latino. It wasn't. Uh, I want to dance with somebody. Who's, uh, <laughs> come on, everybody, and yeah. do the conga. Conga. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it it fires up, and so the the samurais all attack it. Uh, Walker, English <laughs> trader, deduces that April is not a witch. She has no powers. What's that guy's name? Norinaga. No powers. And so they. Uh, Norinaga is mad because Kenshin, her his son has been uh, sent somewhere uh, by this demon witch, and uh, he says that she should suffer. And uh, so they throw her in the dungeon with some uh, fat Rancor Keeper-like character uh, to watch over the dungeon. Um, let's see, what else? 
back in the present, Kenshin. Uh, I went too far here. Uh, uh, Casey Jones is watching the uh, characters, which that's his only role in this movie. Like at babysitter. the end of yeah, he's a babysitter for the but entire film. A, but he has a dual. That actor has a dual role. The, the actor is in the movie a lot, but so. I mean, fans of the show and the comic perhaps were excited that he was coming back. Like he was in the first film, he was not in the second film. And then when they, you know, said, "Hey, you know, you're going to get Casey Jones again," people got, I'm sure, really excited about it. <laughs> he comes back, and he's literally just babysitting these samurai yeah. in the present day. That's his only role in the. And his film. second character, back, uh, Wit, was his name. Isn't even remotely close to him. I mean. He and looks different. He acts different. Yes. You would expect if he was going to play a double role that you would get twice of kind of the same kind of character, like just a Japanese version of it. But and I thought nothing for close. I thought for sure this this wit character, the, the, the guy, the, the actor that plays Casey Jones also plays, I thought for sure they were going to make reference of like, like oh, you're, you're <laughs> our friend Casey's great, 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 yeah. great grandfather, whatever. But they never do that. It's yeah. just like, he's just, it's just to give him another role to play in the movie. Now, maybe we didn't get the extended director's cut edition. I don't and know. And maybe that was a cut scene that it was bad, is floating out there something new. So, um... They they decide they need to go to Ornago's or they need to find a way to get to Nor Nornaga's palace. They get captured by the, the fight scene from the villagers. Raphael says, mm, "Nature makes me want to migrate." Um, I wrote down all these awesome quotes. Oh, feel free, because so I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard when time I can. keeping up with this um, movie. Because folks, I'm telling you right now, oof, this this it this, was it's it's hard brutal. To get through. It's brutal. Yeah, this is the most. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm. I, I normally on these I just lie the whole time, folks. But I'm going to be honest with you this time. Um, this was the worst movie I've ever seen on this podcast. Um, we watched Double Dragon, and I thought it was bad. But at least Double Dragon was so bad that it was kind of funny. This thing just kind of sits out there like. <laughs> Like this whole, I mean, like an old dead carcass. And you're just like, now, we got to do something with this dead carcass here. I don't know what to do with it. Like early even watching the movie, I, I thought you said that it wasn't as bad at well, some got, point. But it, got, but it never got better. Okay. <laughs> do, you th- do you think this was worse than Street Fighter? Street Fighter was fun because Van Damme's in it. Yeah. There's, this this movie, had Corey Feldman. Yeah, as a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> you never see... I'm going to do something kind of unprecedented. We're just going to zip through this, and then we're just going to rip into this. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. sounds good. Because I'm telling you right now, this is the worst thing ever. I Um, I, I literally, I mean, we talked about it, made reference to it already, but I literally did not know what was going on for half of the film. And and it's like, they don't build out any of the other characters in the thing. They just don't build it out. So the villagers villagers, uh, capture the turtles. The turtles then convince them they need to go find April in the palace, Nornaga's uh, palace. They go to Nornaga's palace. They free April. They, she also helps free Wit, who is Casey Jones's doppelganger. Um, and so, at this point, we're twenty-five minutes in. Yeah, and it's brutal. There's and still it, an hour left. Yeah, but there's nothing left to it. But there's no. nothing left. So, so, man, he was locked up. Wit was locked up because he'd started a mutiny against Walker. That comes in handy later. Um, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, power through, Jack. I'm trying to power through this. <laughs> okay. She does make reference, April does make reference that Wit does look a lot like Casey. In fact, she says, Casey? To him? And then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, in the future, meanwhile in the present, Kenshin is impatient. Um, and he, and it, and anticipates he needs to fight. Casey uh, introduces the honor guard and Kenshin to hockey on television. Hockey! It's not even the playoffs, he says. It's not even the playoffs. <laughs> um, out in the woods, uh, the Turtles, April, and Witter attack. This time, the villagers uh, mistaking them for Noronaga's force. Uh, somehow, Raphael is there. No, Raphael is being held prisoner by the villagers. Mike Michelangelo. Michelangelo is. is. Um, oh, unmasks Raphael. Um, and so they were like, oh, we have your friend is being held captive by our people, yeah. right? Um, 
when they get back to the village, the village is being burnt to the ground by Walker's men. Guns. They have guns. They have guns. Um, the turtles help save the villagers. Uh, Mikey is let out by some randomo soldiers. Uh, Walker is uh, forced to retreat. These demons. We didn't anticipate these demons would be so brutal. No. Um, the fire is lit and uh, it's I do burning have to say, house. at this point, I, I took note that language is really fluid here. It, it goes back and forth. Sometimes they speak Japanese. Sometimes they speak English. Little boys who are six or seven, highly fluent in English. But is that a? They're trying to show the older people, and there are 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 true people. These new, really? this newfangled English. These kids, okay. these kids these days, these kids these days, they've never been. You know, <laughs> I think kids in their video games. I can't believe them. Yeah, I think the lack of there's no subtitles in the film. Um, that, like I said, if you hear sp- Japanese in the movie, it's not translated on screen. And honestly, the, I think the only reason they did that is because they knew children would be seeing this movie. Children that can't read English, like they're not old enough to to be able to read what's on screen. So, like, you can't put sub- subtitles in the movie, but the movie has to take place in feudal Japan. So they have to make everyone speak English, no, and the only reason no. they can come up with for that is that the English, the British, taught English to the <laughs> Japanese around this time period. <laughs> oh, oh my! Brutal. So, so, um, okay. Uh, Michelangelo saves the little, Yoshi, the little boy, from the fire. Leonardo Le- does. Leonardo then performs a ritual. <laughs> oh, He's yes. possessing this child. With CPR, um, saves the child. Um, He's breathing a demon into him. Comic relief: something. the guards have been um, acclimated now more and more to the 20th century. That's exactly what I wrote. And comic and, relief section yeah, here. And they are, and the guards are now being inundated with uh, hockey. Uh, Casey Jones obviously loves hockey because he has a hockey stick that he uses as a weapon. Uh, so he says, "Let's play some hockey." Uh, he's just trying to bide their time. And then they just end up fighting because that's what you do in hockey, apparently. With all the great Hollywood special effects sounds. <laughs> Foley Bonk. artists are going crazy Bam. somewhere. Um, they, uh, meanwhile, they're, they're sitting there and Kenshin uh, is cognizant of what's happening because he knows he needs to get back to the past. These honor guards are dumb idiots, apparently. Yeah, but are. Kenshin and Splinter, they realize... Then the turtles are going to run out of time. They may not return home within sixty hours, sixty hours or less on delivery. Um, uh, Walker uh, has retreated from the battle. Nornago uh, basically is—he really wants to win these battles against these villagers. We don't know why. We're not sure why. They've not fleshed this out to really make us care about anything. Um, but we do know that Mitsu is the leader of the villagers. I do know that. And Kenshin, who is Norinago's son, Mitsu and Kenshin have some sort of relationship. Okay. I think it might be a, like a deep Romeo and Juliet kind yes, of it's kinda a, scene here. Uh, yeah. It's a Capulet and Montes- What's the Capulets and the... Montague. Montague's. Yeah. Um, uh, Montague. I think um, they tried to tie that in at the end on... <laughs> I don't know. I was like saying that. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So they do tie it in, but it's the it's not, movie it, of it's all It's at time. the end. They're like, wait, why were we fighting in the exactly. first place? <laughs> oh, let's go ahead and let's throw some Shakespeare We're cool. In here. Yeah, that's why fine, not. So Walker is trying to sell these guns, and he wants to sell guns for gold. This is like a pawn shop in modern time, basically. Guns <laughs> for gold. Nor Nagum, Walker, English trader. And... um Turtles that get to hang out in the village for a while. Uh, Michelangelo makes pizza. Donatello tries to make a replica of the scepter. Um, and then uh, Raphael, at, during this time... Hangs out with a little hangs boy. Hangs out with Yoshi. <laughs> hangs out with Yoshi. That's one of the weirdest they, they parts of the movie. They fly kites. I don't know why that was in the movie. He's trying to uh, help Yoshi not development. be, not be okay. a bit. Okay, yeah. but... I. I got beef with that though because <laughs> Raphael is Mr. Hothead, right? In the he comics is, and yeah. in the show, and he's the one that's the most gentle, loving of children uh, character in this movie. It makes no sense. Um, Raphael San. Raphael San is trying to teach Yoshi San how to control his temper, <laughs> and Yoshi he does. Utters, Yoshi utters the and right my notes, the immortal words. Tomorrow. Tomorrow you may die, Yoshi. Raphael son. <laughs> Tomorrow you might die, Raphael son. It's like, 
Shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) And then Raphael's face. Super dark. Raphael's looking around and he finds the scepter hiding there. And his face turns into, I mean, I put this in my notes too. (laughs) Turns into like a cartoon. And then he yells, what does he yell? No! Leo! Leo! <laughs> as, as they did the, the zoom in to his face with the, the comedic Why? eyes Why looking like left that? and right. Yeah, it Leo! Turns, it turns out the one thing that they've needed to get back to their own time has been there, present with them the entire movie. So. so was it Yoshi that took it from nope. the forest? The old man the old man hidden it. And he did it basically so they'd fight to save the villagers from the pillagers. Who's the Nor- old man? Nor- Nor- oh, I don't know. Just some old man, oldie. yeah, old man. The uh, stick from Daredevil. Um, so suddenly, um, uh, Wit, who is the escaped convict with April, uh, suddenly that we get outside somehow when they're talking about the scepter. Wit double crosses April and the gang <clears throat> because Wit and April were starting to have a little romance there, and um, he double crosses them. He cap he he takes uh, Mitsu captive, uh, and then he goes off to uh, Walker English Traders uh, camp, and uh, back to Norinaga's palace. The turtles have to go and try to rescue rescue her. Okay, rescue Mitsu. Now I know you said this is not the type of film to have this conversation, Phil, but we have to. I mean, this is time travel. Is this under the philosophy of it's always happened, or are we creating alternate universes, or is the future changeable? Uh, the movie never broaches that that topic at all. There is one point towards the end of the film where one of the character, one of the turtles, says, uh, "So if we die here, does that mean that we're never born in the future, oh, yeah. or whatever?" Oh and yeah, that, and one of them says, "We if we interfere with their lives, then we're changing something." So. So, have the turtles traveled in time before, apparently, or uh, will again sometime? Because oh, because of the because of the prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There aren't other turtles that have been mutated. We I mean, skipped. We skipped over that. The very beginning of the movie, it shows like some uh, manuscript type stuff. Where, it's a comic book. Yeah, comic it's book a, in scroll it's form. Sixteenth century comic book, basically that they're reading. But yeah, um, <laughs> so it it's kind of alluded to that the turtles have time traveled to before sixteen oh three. Maybe I don't know. They never explained that. No, they didn't. They also never explained. Mitsu has somehow found out that Ornago, Nornaga, Ornaga, Nornago is going to um, attack the village in the morning because he's bought these guns from Walker, English trader, and uh, he's going to attack the village in the morning. Um, turtles also, while they're there at Nornago's castle, um, it's like a Japanese game show, probably. Nornago's castle. Um, <laughs> so um, the turtles respond. They free some prisoners at the palace. Yeah. It, uh, being a turtle is not just a job; it's an adventure. Yes, it is an adventure. They're climbing the wall of the castle. Uh, starts an all-out war. Uh, they're fighting. Leo defeats <laughs> Nornago, and somehow the villagers storm the castle with pitchforks and all that stuff. Yes, but I don't uh, know where they came from. Well, I just have pitchforks. Uh, you know, pitchforks. I know we're powering through. Pitchforks uh, don't kill people. Villagers kill people. Um, mm. So Leo defeats Nornago with a sword duel, comedically uh, cutting his <laughs> hair, also trapping him inside of a bell. How did he do that? He just he cut a uh, he hit the like bully. a rope, yeah, and it fell. Oh, on top it went on top of him. Yeah, because yeah. then because um, then later Walker, uh, when he's stealing the scepter on his escape, he shoots a gun and it it hits the. Uh, uh, bell, yeah. and then it cracks open, and the immortal words uh, are said because Norinago's hair is all frayed <laughs> out. And so, okay, the turtles, the turtles. This is my favorite part of the movie, I think, because when the turtles really? give, the turtles give chase, and you see them all run away. They do. And then, then you see like five seconds later, ten seconds later, Norinago comes out of the bell all wonky, oh, and his hair's all messed up. And one of the turtles' voices says, "Look, Don King." <laughs> and the turtles have been gone for like fifteen seconds. Like, who said that? <laughs> this is a film about time travel, Jack. Maybe another, these things happen. Maybe another. Maybe a, this more. is the planned sequel where they come back and they have to watch themselves and oh. not interfere, and then oh my, they oh have my to gosh. save their oh children my. from 
the they left a uh, sports almanac Jared, in sixteen hundred. Admit it, you you have written fan fiction about this movie <laughs> <Yeah>. before. <laughs> Great. Oh. Oh. That would be fun. I mean, you shadow them the whole movie, and yeah. and you see all the plot holes being filled in by the turtles who who are. Oh. No. Oh. Okay, fine. I'm going to cosplay as one of the. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to cosplay as one of the honor guard people, and just they're white. They're little, they have these little white like undergarment things. What is? What was that? I don't know. That's under. Well, that's what Michelangelo was saying. We need to wear clothes, but no, no. We need to wear pants because they're going to show up here naked. But that means the other turtles were wearing these priest-like diaper robes. Yeah, under their shells. I hear what you're saying. That didn't make any sense to me either. I guess it's it's rated PG, so I mean the turtles are wearing nothing. So the guys that came forward in time should have been wearing nothing. How did their weapons come with them? I don't know. I mean, how did uh, she still have her Walkman on her when she landed in 1603? We guys, we, 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 oh, hey, raise your hand if you've ever time traveled, guys. Raise your hand. Anybody? Uh, Jack, I've written so much fan fiction, (laughs) it's like I have. No one, no one, guys, just so you at home know this, we don't have our, our webcam set up here. No one here raised their hand when I asked, okay, wait, anyone time traveled. So these guys don't know about time travel, guys. So don't, don't, don't go. Creating theories based on what Jared and Phil so say some, about time travel. But someday time travel might be real. So let's just agree that if time travel becomes a thing, we'll come back to this moment. Let's see. Coming in the door now? Are we coming in the door? Nope. nope. All right. Uh, uh, so that failed. Um, so so, so every, everybody that's listening to this podcast, go to fanfiction.com. Find LeoFan1993. That's Jared. <laughs> <laughs> there probably oh, is one man. on there. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So, um, okay. so we'll look this up now. <laughs> okay. So let's make it back on this. So we can get this done, and we can keep doing what we're doing. All right, turtles. Um, uh, there's not much left. No, there's not much left. Uh, they they stop Ornago. Walker tries to get. Uh, away. They stop Ornago. Uh, Walker, English trader. Uh, he's going back for this bird. Why did he keep going back? There for were his- so many little bird jokes. I, I don't know why that makes it funny, but they kept putting these little bird analogies in there. Yeah. Like, he had this fixation with birds. Really weird. Yeah. And so um, he goes back for this bird. He gets knocked off of the dock into the water. And you're assuming he dies. I well, thought Witt he was probably coming a, back for the, for the sequel. launches a catapult fireball for some reason yeah, Witt, right Witt, at him. Yeah, I Witt, don't know why. Witt does redeem himself in the end. But why? Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't give a nod to anything. He just does it and kind of looks surprised that it happened. Yeah, it, it's... It's not the best movie of all time. Um, I'm going to say that. I'm just going to go with, I don't think it won any awards. I don't think even if there were Kids' Choice Awards then, I don't think it would have been nominated. Even though it did debut at number one. Like This movie debuted at number one in its opening week. Because I'm telling you, Secret of the Ooze was good back then. Well, it was people were looking for movie. Vanilla and Ice. People, yeah, that's true. And... All right, we're, 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 we're almost there. We're almost there, guys. <laughs> hold on. Just hold on, okay? Hold on. Um, so, Turtles, it's time to go back. They get the scepter. They grab the scepter. They all travel through. April's holding the scepter as well. Raphael doesn't want to go. Michelangelo doesn't want to go. They talk him into it. Um, Michelangelo hesitates a little bit, gets left in the past. Uh, they show up in the future, and they're all surprised. Mouths, animatronic mouths agape that <laughs> Michelangelo didn't grab the scepter too. And um, luckily then, there's one Japanese uh, honor, honor guard person left. He climbs the ladder because he's scared, has the scepter in his hand. Yeah. Why? We don't know. He runs away and freaks runs out. Runs away and freaks out, wearing his diaper, and um, goes to uh, climbs up the ladder. But he's holding the scepter. It activates. Michelangelo luckily was holding the scepter in the past. All is well that ends well. Um, Norinago in the past admits admits surrender. Sorry, but big yawn. That's how good this movie is. Uh, <laughs> he surrenders to Mitsu and Kenshin. Uh, Mitsu and Kenshin, uh, Montague and uh, what was it? Uh, Capulets. Uh, they have melded together. What? But they, it was, why? <laughs> No one knows. There was they were all bowing to each other and giving. Yes. Uh, Kenshin gave the scepter to Mitsu. Mitsu gave the scepter to Norinaga. Yeah. What? And Norinaga took it in the other room. 
Um, what, so, what did anybody do to earn each other's trust at the end? No one did anything. Michelangelo uh, uh, <laughs> is depressed. Why? Uh, at the thought of he had to grow up a little bit. But then later, Splinter uh, cheers him up with a lampshade Elvis impression, and the turtles join in. Final dance. The, That's how they end all the movies. They end. Splinter always gives his comedic, you don't, oh, Splinter's going to say something crazy. Kawabunga. You got to know it. Kawabunga. Kawabunga. <laughs> that thanks shag carpet with eyes. Kawabunga. It's like, oh my gosh. It, his accent was really bad in this movie. I don't know. Maybe it was also bad in the other ones. It's been a while. Okay, so what are the goods in this movie, guys? Jared, go first. Goods. You know, I enjoy. I can remember watching this as a 10-year-old. I got the action figures. So the action figures were cool because they had the, the Japanese outfits. Ooh, yeah. Um, yeah, I can see that. So that was cool for me. I, I remember playing with them and thinking as a 10 Now, I remember watching it as a 10-year-old and saying, eh, eh. But uh, nostalgic memories is the only good I can think of. This would have come out. Whenever I was in, is it March '93? I would have been an I would have been an eighth grader when this came out. Yeah, um, and I, as an eighth grader, was like, "Why did they make another Turtles movie?" I remember thinking that, "Who cares?" And I remember I just remember <laughs> going, "Wham! Why Turtles in Time?" And I remember thinking it could be cool, but knowing it wouldn't be, I just knew it wouldn't be, yeah. and it wasn't. It wasn't cool. Because even the cover, I, that's all I remember was the cover, uh, was just that extra kind of goofy, cartoonish. Yeah, too cartoony. Yeah. Phil, goods. Goods. Um, I thought some of the, and this is going to sound like a slam, it's like a backhanded compliment. I just compliment. did it too. I just yeah. realized I just <laughs> didn't say a good at all. You didn't. All of this, most of the scenes that did not have any turtles in them whatsoever yeah. were not terrible. Like uh, some some of the live action, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's as good. As, that's as positive as I can be. Um, some of the live action scenes with just human beings in them, uh, some of them were pretty good. I I thought the guy that played. Um, whatever his name is not the guy that played Casey Jones. That was also mm-hmm. a guy in the past. He was, he was okay. Um, he's still an actor. I mean, he's still, in yeah, like he today. did a pretty good job. Um, the girl, um, Mitsu or whatever her name Mitsu, was. PG, um, yeah. I thought her acting was pretty good. Um, that's about all I can say. That's positive. So the bad, there were some beautiful landscapes, uh, and which was, a, I Oregon. didn't know. It was filmed in <laughs> Oregon. Well, I said, it's gotta, this has gotta be LA or something. Cause there's like, whatever. I, I think, I mean, from according to IMDb, which maybe isn't exhaustive, but appa- apparently the entire movie was filmed in Astoria. Like, they didn't film anywhere else. Pretty awesome. I mean, they, and they broke even on budget. Yeah. I mean, at least so, say, I mean, like, like we yeah. always say, that they never, uh, they never actually, uh, you know, make money, allegedly. Hollywood would always say they make <laughs> no money. So. I think Jared and I both have a long list of bads that you want to... Uh, let's all let's each say one, and we'll just keep going on the table until we run out of them. Okay. Jared, one bad. The Quick. animatronics were the worst. Okay, um, no plot. Uh, extremely juvenile from beginning to end. Jared, yeah. Oh, again? Oh, yeah. Keep going. We're gonna go till we run out. God, just the jokes were cheesy. Um, April O'Neil, really odd. <laughs> <laughs> um. This would this would have been a perfect movie. Think about this to introduce the beginning of the Foot Clan. Like, what if this movie was like Ooh. it's 1603 oh. and and like here's how the Foot Clan began back then. And huge missed opportunity. There's no mention of the Foot Clan in this movie. Well, that's Stupid. actually issue three in my fan fiction. If you'll go to my uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> my last bad is uh, Leonardo CPR. <laughs> so stupid mouth to mouth, mouth, to mouth. Oh. yeah there's a six foot turtle giving a young child mouth to mouth and nobody protests no <laughs> it's like yep do your thing yeah. alright so um, let's rate this thing Jared rate no, 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 it one no. we, we, we gotta th- go through the pop culture references I've, I've got oh, a okay. whole bunch okay so at one point <laughs> one, of the, one of the turtles screams I'll be back <laughs> Schwarzenegger um, and at one point someone says I'm a turtle and I can't get up <laughs> uh, I'll never forget for the rest of my life I'll never forget the scene where the turtles are looking at April's legs and and two of them look at each other and say swing 
at one point someone says it's hammer time i think it's during a fight scene um kurt russell eat your heart out as they're leaving mm, a burning yeah. building clearly a reference to backdraft yeah um at one point someone says you were expecting the adams family uh once at one point he says well if it ain't the phantom of the opera gosh <laughs> referring to the popular new york broadway movie or a uh, uh, stage show uh go ahead punk make my day is a direct quote from this movie and then not to be outdone at the very end when they're gonna go forward in time uh i think it's april one of them i think is april says uh it's star trek time guys yeah yeah and that's there a short about list. the quantum uh, leap one yeah. too yeah. yeah, there's a, that's Godzilla, a short list of quotes. Star Trek. Okay. Oh yeah, you said how about this? Yeah, Star Trek. You said you said it your best. No Foot Clan, no Shredder, no Krang, no yeah. Bebop, no Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a thing. That this movie, I don't know what the writers Why? were thinking of. Like when they were pitching this idea to uh, New Line, is that what you said? Yeah, it's always it, New Line. So they're meeting with <laughs> the New Line execs, whatever, and they say we have this great idea for a Turtles film. We're going to send them back in time to the to the past. Oh, cool! And yeah. they're going to and they're going to fight none of their villains. Oh, what? That's that's what it should have been said in the pitching. <laughs> Wait, what? Why yeah. not? Why? Yeah, so you, you know, you guys love Rocksteady, Bebop, oh, kids, Krang, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we have, but here's the thing: we haven't seen them in a movie. The first one, no Bebop Rocksteady. The second one, Secret of the Ooze. That was my beef with Secret of the Ooze. Was they made these other two characters? They they didn't even Toka make... and Razor. Yeah, oh, yeah. why not Bebop that. and Rocksteady? Yeah. But that was, was that a licensing thing? I thought I heard that, that they couldn't use was them. It? Or I don't know. I, I don't know. I think yeah, they had, there was a specific reason why they had to change their names and create different personas. I don't know. It was dumb. But yeah, now I mean, there are so many. There's such a rich. I mean. You know, lexicon of of different characters yes. that they could have put in this yes. in this film, or at least had like old versions. Okay, so here's I'm I'm kind of a turtles nerd. Like I read the comics and and <laughs> was way into the show and stuff like that. Um, the Splinter's real name. Do you guys know know his real name? Like from, um, it's Master. It's uh, no Oroku Asaki. Okay, so you're thinking of Shredder. That's um, it's um, Hiro Hi uh, Hiro. Very close. Nakamura. Yeah, no, he, that's heroes. This this is his name, that, like for, you know, from the. It's in, incredibly in the com- racist. See, in the current comics, the ID- I got I I to give a shout out to the the Turtles comics. They're really great, put out by IDW. Um, really, really good. They're about fifty eight issues in. Um, it's a reincarnation story. Um, so and these are new. Uh, yeah, these are. The, it was recently re- rebooted about three years ago, three or four years ago. Um, uh, Splinter's original name is Hamato Yoshi. Yoshi. Yeah, I remember this now. So yeah. in the, when we're watching the film and that little kid, that little boy, they we find out that his name is Yoshi. I was like, oh, this is cool. Like they're gonna say this is Hamato Yoshi from <laughs> 1603 before he gets reincarnated as Splinter. You know, in the 1990s or whatever. To sit in a nope. car as a puppet. And nope, they never did that. They never made. They don't type any. And, and Raphael Raphael knows that his master's name is Yoshi. And he meets a kid named Yoshi, and he doesn't say anything about it. I was just like, "What is going on?" Well, like, you can see that story idiots. in issue four of my fan fiction. Well, oh, right. Actually, I mean, these are good stories, Jared. <laughs> and so, where yeah. can people where can people find your fan fiction? Uh, Turtles uh, fan. I can't even get there. <laughs> I need to go make a website Sad. real quick and Sad. throw it in there. Yeah. So I mean, if you it'll love, be on his MySpace. If you love the comic, <laughs> if you love the show, this movie is not for you because it doesn't have any of the characters that you care about. So do you like, I mean, you're, you're a serious Turtle fan. I mean, yeah. not like serious, hardcore, but do you, do you like any of the Turtles movies? I, you know, I'm going to get chastised for this. I actually really, really like the 2014 movie. I saw it twice. It's, it's, you know, it's, I'm, I think it's a good it. movie. Megan Fox is in it? Yep, and um, Will Arnett. Um, oh is, yeah, 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 isn't it? <laughs> no, wait a minute. I have seen it. I have seen it. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is in it for. I didn't a make minute. it all the way through. That was one for me. I, oh, I kind of checked the out. They have ghost. They have the uh, shredder. They added shredder in as a Japanese guy because initially they were going to have that act, the American actor. I can't remember his name. Play shredder, and then they're, oh, they're really? like, "What?" Like, I thought. I thought it was well acted. I, I love. I, I know a lot. A lot of fans don't like it, but the new Shredder suit in the 2014 movie is phenomenal, cool. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just the technology, the the CGI, the new looks for the the turtles. I think it's. I think it's a great film. It, it was not reviewed well, but I I actually really really liked it. 
Cool. And, I'm, and I'm looking forward to the new one. Well, I'm looking forward to the new one because it's got uh, Stephen Amell in it as Casey yeah. Jones. Well, and and I mean, and Bebop and Rocksteady. I, I was just going to say is it's really the antithesis of this film in yes. a lot of ways. That uh, Krang is going to be in it. Yes. Uh, Doctor Stockman is going to be in That's it. That's cool. Um, uh-huh. Which means we might see Mausers. I don't know if they'll yeah. put Mausers in it or not. Um, my son is excited about this movie because his favorite professional wrestler, Sheamus, is Rocksteady. Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty awesome. It's too legit to quit. So I, I'm legitimately excited about future movies as well, but man, this this movie was hard to get through. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love the Turtles, yeah. and I could barely sit through this movie. You're, a, you're such a big turtle nerd that you're a nerdle. A nerdle. You think that'll take off? Uh, come I'm come to respond. Planet Comic Con with our our fan table, the Nerdles. <laughs> uh, Nerdles, we're we're actually Nerdles section 108. Uh, we we encompass the southwest Missouri uh, portion of the Nerdles. Uh, oh, really? We're fans of the Turtles. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jared's not a Nerdle anymore. Okay, no, so guys, that's really that's really it. Um, Did we rate it? I I'm it's a five. Five? Wow. Uh, it's all the way five for me. I can't I can't. What, what, I can't what, think of much worse what, than what, this. What could save this? I mean, what? A plot. Yes. And there is no, there isn't one. No. I, I'll go with the five. You, know what the, you can say a four if you want to, but you better have a... Mister, you better have a good reason for rating this thing you know, four. Coming in, as we were coming to watch it, I was thinking, just based off my memory from 20-something years ago, uh, this might be a, a solid two or three. Well, but even the intro, I, and I said, I said it out loud. Oh, this isn't as bad as Double Dragon, and yeah. then it's like a, it somehow just got worse and worse, and then it, and then it went nowhere, and there wasn't any plot, and it resolved no. nothing. It just made me mad. Like I was like, this is making me mad. <laughs> the movie wasn't really even funny, and the action scenes weren't great. I mean, no. what what are you no. watching this movie for? I saw a guy in the final fight scene fall down for no reason. <laughs> he was just he got, poorly. It's poorly choreographed. It Poorly choreographed. <laughs> um, at any rate, uh, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Guys, thanks for being on the podcast again. It's always a pleasure. Um, we've got some epic stuff coming down the pipe here. We're going to be making a road trip. I'm so excited. We're going to be there tomorrow. Planet Comic Con. Kansas City. Uh, the greatest uh, Comic Con in Kansas City. That's kind of underselling it, I think. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people there. And we're going to have a panel. And if you listen to this podcast and you're able to get to Kansas City, May 21st, that's Saturday, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, 2.30 to 3.30. Uh, what's the room, room? Is it 2502? Lower level. Mm, I don't remember. It's Check it out. Find, find the room with Stan Lee in it. That's not us. Yes. Um, and then walk a little free. bit further. You don't, you don't even have to pay to see us yeah. or get tickets. Just come on down. Um, at any rate, making it happen, making it great, like Pizza Hut, uh, making it great. Delivered in 30 minutes or less. Or 60 hours or less. So Ooh. we, the time, space time continuum isn't messed up. So. Did you, did you, are you, uh, maybe you've already done this. Have you already told the folks at home about what movie we're going to Oh, yeah. I, I mentioned it, um, last week. Okay. Um, the, uh, Fantastic Four, new Fantastic Four movie. I found it a good idea since Stanley is going to be at this Comic Con. Uh, and it's gonna be great. So we're gonna talk about it. Uh, just do a regular episode and just skirt. We're gonna be doing some giveaways. We have some giveaways, guys. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got a copy of the Fantastic Four movie that we'll give away. Awesome. Got some T-shirts. And what else? To give away. Um, we can give away some some other movies that we've done on the podcast. We as have well, a so. very choice copy of Howard the Duck. Yep. And I'm gonna be giving away signed editions of my Turtles fan fiction. <laughs> and I will be manning our table, uh Nerdles one oh eight, uh as our section of the Turtles uh the Turtles uh <laughs> crew, if you will. Hey, uh Jerry from the Worst Comic Podcast ever is also gonna be there. They yeah, got a go table. S- go so. see his yeah. booth. Well we're, we're yeah. gonna stop by and say hi to him as well. But yeah. Totally. That'd be awesome. Um, anything else, guys? Anything you wanna plug or talk about? Uh, as the train goes by? Yeah. Uh, seriously check out the Turtles comics on IDW they're they're really fantastic they're actually one of the comics I look forward to the most every month really well done the the stories that they're telling in there are uh, more unique than a lot of the stuff that's being written by DC and Marvel these days so it's good not as unique as my fan fiction though 
you're gonna have to produce some fan I feel like now. I'm gonna have you've, to. You've, you've pumped it up so much now uh, that you're get, you're forcing yourself now. Yeah, you I really worked myself in the corner here. Could you could you put out four pages worth of fan fiction? And then an, I I'm a good I'm a really good artist. I could okay. illustrate it for you. Yeah, let's let's. Is it let's turtle fan? Fi- is it definitely gonna be turtle fan fiction? I think so. I thought we could do some Babylon Five Ooh. fan fiction. Yeah. What do you think? I'm down. Okay. Let's do it. Is Chakotay on that? Oh, that's Voyager. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. Thanks for coming in. Uh, you know, next time, stay a little longer. Uh, but uh, for, as for this time, the turtles have traveled back to New York. Uh, they're safe and sound in the sewers. And they're probably eating a big slice of pizza right now. Guys, see you uh, tomorrow. Planet Comic Con. It's going to be great. Great. Nerdle power. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles in the Turtle Power. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. Leonardo's good. Lana does machines. Raphael is cool but crude. Michelangelo is a party. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles on a half shell. Turtle power. Thanks for joining that, Phil.